Good day, nerds, and welcome to episode 255 of the Nerd Cantina Show. I'm your host, Ken, joined by my co-host, Steve. We're going to recap a little bit of nerd news. We'll begin with our thoughts on upcoming Black Panther. Steve will give his opinions on uh, God of War. And we've got some other video game news before we jump into tech with a bunch of crypto talk, some cybersecurity, and then TikTok. Let's get to, let's get going. Calling back all nerds. Nerds! All right, episode 255, and a slow week in, in entertainment. Not a not a ton of things going on. I think we got we got Black Panther coming up. That's that's what I think everybody's been waiting for. Got, got my tickets. Yeah, I saw I saw something saying that uh, I think like Black Panther's pre-sale tickets were to like forty million dollars behind Doctor Strange two, and people are saying like that. You of course, well, sure, whatever. Some movies are going to fluctuate, but people like trying to paint this out as like some kind of like flop or like let down already just just let it happen everybody yeah like it's people are gonna go see this movie let's let's put yeah. it like that and the 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 anticipation the build-up like i just don't think the let's say target audience are big pre-sale purchasers like i i I don't know too it, many. It might pe- be true. I don't know too many people that pre pre order their tickets, other than myself. To be perfectly honest, like, yeah, it's why I don't think this is. It, it's a, a non issue, but of course, it's got to be speculation everywhere. You know, I, I think when it releases Thursday and the the weekend, you're just going to see full theaters, lines out the door. Like it, it's going to be big. You know, I think people are reading too much into it. I, I, this movie's been so anticipated that you're just you're hurting to to write another story about it. You know what I mean? Like it's it's they they feel they need to talk about any aspect of it. You know the early reviews are, are coming out finally, and you know I'm trying to I'm trying to ignore all that. I want to go in with a clean slate, so I got one day left. I'm not trying to click any links or I, I see I see the words Black Panther in a headline. I scroll, but like real fast. <laughs> I, I'm generally the same way. I I try to go in clean. I don't know exactly what day this weekend I'm going to go see it, but I will. Uh, and yeah, I, I'm I'm somebody who didn't pre-order or whatever else. I'm not contributing to to those numbers. Uh, yeah, but excited to see it. And you know, if Doctor Strange's early box office pre-sales is is the benchmark, hopefully Doctor Strange is not the benchmark of the movie. Like I'm hoping <laughs> Black Panther is a much better movie than Multiverse of Madness. And that terrible train wreck uh, <laughs> little movie there <laughs> no it like i i'm i'm wondering where they they take this like the you know how they advance the mcu how they work in a new story you know like it's it's almost going to have to be a second origin movie now you know what i mean like it's it's going to have to do the reset usually the second movie in a hero franchise is real action-packed really really it's the better of the movies because you don't have to introduce new characters you don't have to introduce a whole kind of like world build um this one because of the unfortunate situation with chadwick you know you're gonna have to rebuild the black panther world again in a movie so it's gonna take up some time it's gonna you know divert the plot a lot so we'll see how they and, do it i'm sure they're gonna somewhat somehow tastefully 
address you, you know an, an in memoriam type thing of of uh Chadwick and his character in the movie i i am hoping that it's not going to overshadow like the movie that it's that that's just going to be like the undertone behind this whole thing is to just really focus on like the the sad loss in a in a way of like respect for him as a character I mean, yeah, I'm hoping, have to move I'm the hoping movie it's along. like, yeah, first half hour, we got a good memorial. We get a good, you know, homage to to the the guy who brought this uh, this franchise to such heights. And then we yeah, we go over into the Namor stuff and we really get get the ball rolling into the future of Black Panther. You know, if, if we got a good hour, hour 15 of just like somber ass memorial shit, man, like... I'm be way too high for that shit when I go in there. I'm telling you, that. I'm gonna tell you that <laughs> that, right now. that's what I'm just hoping. I'm hoping it's just not going to be kind of like a, a it just a slow, you know, everybody's reeling from from however they're going to paint how he's lost in the the movie, and yeah, that it's just going to kind of be like a slow. That's what I'm interested in seeing too. Is like, how the fuck are you gonna kill Black Panther? Like, <laughs> like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, like we're gonna find out. Dude's Black Panther. Like, how's how's he gonna die? Like, especially like you can't show it either. So like, they just gonna be like, oh yeah, um, remember that dude? Dude ain't here no more. Like something happened, and now we're gonna go here. It's like okay, like, no. like yeah, I've, let's I've, see. I've been very curious, and it is yeah, we'll see. It's gonna die some kind of natural things in there, or is it gonna somehow fit into like the storyline of what's happening next? <laughs> As far as uh, very interested to find out, we'll we'll uh, we'll see this weekend. I'm excited. One more day. Let's uh, go over a little bit of video game news. And first one up, you've gotten uh, to play the the new game here. It stayed up late, I'm sure. Yes, I did. Got a war. Yes, I did. I'm quite tired. Um, you know, they, they they even had a countdown. Like, I don't think Xbox does a countdown. You just got to wait till the time. Like, no, if you went to the God of War Ragnarok like start screen, it it was like counting down to the second and i was like oh shit okay here we go you know so fucking the minute i could i played a good half hour of it you know and man it just looks amazing it like it's it is just stunning to to play through saying you know and and with it being a, a sequel in the new kind of like engine and story and like it's same same feel of the the original game um I will say, like, because I'm, I'm a big Xbox player and don't play my PlayStation that much, you know, what they do with the controller and how they tie your controller into the game, like, you, you start off by riding, like, a, a dog sled with two wolves pulling it, and, like, out of the speaker of the controller, you can hear, like, the chains on the on the dog sled, like, clanging together, you know, it doesn't come out through the oh, TV, really? it comes out through your controller, so it, it's this faint... You know, I and like I have Dolby surround sound in my living room, so like the sound quality that I get from games and movies is pretty high. You know, like I get tweaked out all the time because the rear speakers are playing some like bird and shit, and I really honestly believe there's a bird in my house. <laughs> you know, like something will happen, and I'll like I'll run to the window of the backyard, and you know my girlfriend will be like, "You dummy, that was on the TV." You know, so to have like an, another aspect of the game in my controller, like it's yeah, it's. It's phenomenal, you know. So I, I'm, I'm not too deep into the storyline yet. Uh, they did skip ahead into the future a little bit. The sun's a little older, um, yeah. But I'm, yeah, I'm really looking forward to to playing the shit out of this game. You're not going to see me signed into my Xbox for a little while. <laughs> the God of War games are the only thing that makes me want to have a PlayStation because I haven't played God of War I think since three. 
Two? Yeah, these they're, two. They're they're worth grabbing whatever you got to grab. You know, to to play them. Like honest to God, you know, like I said, between God of War and the new VR coming out that we we talked about, like I'm I I don't regret having a another five hundred dollar console that sits on my shelf that only gets played maybe twenty hours a year. <laughs> You know, yeah, it, but it I, goes it goes up anytime this game comes out. I, I try to play the Final Fantasy. I don't have that much time for gaming as it is, so I just usually divert to my Xbox and play some some game that I could play really fast. Most of my friends play on Xbox, so that's where my community's at. Um, but yeah, there's a you know I can't miss this game. That's how how phenomenal it, it is and it looks. So it's 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 worth every penny to have access to it. You yeah. should be able to play PC version, shouldn't you? I think there's there's PC versions of them. Right. You're acting like my my broke four year old five year old laptop's going to handle some kind of PC <laughs> games. <laughs> nope. Uh, yeah, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna be okay with with a little bit of uh, missing out on this one. That's all right. I was playing Overwatch two just a couple hours ago, and I won't see you on that until you're done with God of War. But yeah, you can send me a message if you're on. I'll I'll, <laughs> I'll take some time out of my God of War schedule if I know you're on. But if you ain't online, yeah, fuck that. <laughs> I'm playing God of War. I might take a mental what? health day soon and just stay home and game. <laughs> All right. Well, we got one more video game uh, to to discuss here, and we've got a Gears of War video game slash an animated series uh, being adapted for for Netflix. I'm I'm super pumped for this. Actually, to tell you the truth, like I think this is a very good idea to do a live action movie. Dump a bunch of money into like a a live action movie to get the series running and then adult animated series tv show after that you know like if especially if it's like the quality of like that invincible show was and you know the that the boys shorts that they did to where they can keep up with the the theme of the god of war game or the gears of war games um i was only gonna say that this is netflix and they don't have a, a a great history in animation um and I'm actually just upset more that the the it's a film for the live action, whereas I, I don't know the Netflix movies. Some are good, but they're none of them are great. And I don't know. I just you can always do more with more time. Uh, I would rather seen this be be a series for uh, for the live action. Well, I mean they're doing a series, so like to just to kick off the world build with with live action i think is a is a good step and like i i i do look at it as like the movie will probably be because they know there's a tv show coming right after they could produce the animated series way faster than they could produce a a live action tv show so you're going to get a two, two and a half hour, like, it's it's going to be like the first two episodes of what the TV show would be just wrapped in a, a movie, you know, and like, they don't even really need to tie up the end of the movie knowing that there's a TV show releasing right after. They could leave it so open-ended. Nah, they're going to, of course, they're going to tie up. They're going to tie up as the movie. They're not going to assume that the audiences are going to just roll and be satisfied with rolling from like a, a good production movie that's really two episodes and then roll into animation from there. They're, they're not dumb because people like me would hate that. <laughs> like, that would be absolutely terrible decision. Uh, so I, I think they're just going to, they're going to yeah, can up a movie like, that they're. People like you, you are the password stealing, non paying streamer. So, like, not on Netflix. I pay for Netflix. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm just saying in in general, in general, like the people who like good production live action are not always the same people who like adult animation. So they're not going to leave those people hanging. But I think, like, oh, I think the find out I find think out the what happens next Invincible, in our animated series show coming six months later. I, I think the success of Invincible it gives Again, them it gives them faith for was, this. Like sure, it gives some faith, but it's still a big leap to to say that one's going to tie into the other, uh, especially that that tightly coupled. Uh, so I think the movie's going to be a fully canned story, and I don't have high hopes that it's going to be done terribly well. It'll probably be entertaining. Um, and then the animation is going to be just completely separate, which is fine. There's there's plenty of world to build. There's plenty of things to chainsaw through and whatever else. Like uh, you could do both. Uh, I I just I like series more than movies in the the streaming services. Well, yeah, but you're getting both. You're just not getting the style of TV series that yeah. you prefer. Which in something like this, I can understand it. Like, do you know the amount of like gore? And just like how yeah, hard, you could, how you hard it really would be crazy to build with those sets, you know? What I mean, like, like think about it. Like, just just the the movie alone, I guarantee, is going to be an undertaking. And then to do a TV series where you have this dystopian future of alien, like, I just I'm reflecting on the games and like how hard it would be to do a TV series like that. And like, I haven't even finished the Halo series. I love Halo. And like he's just never really sat well with me to enough to to finish it. I should probably go back, but I don't know. Like I think I think the animated series, if done well, is kind of the route to go because you can you can reach more audiences. You know, there's if it's real life live action, a lot of parents ain't gonna let their kids watch it. But if it's a fucking gory cartoon for some reason, that doesn't matter as much. You know, like. You just get away with a lot more in the animated series. Yeah, I I do. Like I said, I'll watch an animated series. I I did love the Gears of War uh, franchise when it first was was playing through. I don't know where they're at in it now. You know, no no real time to to game. But the first three of them, uh, yeah, I was a big fan of the story and everything going on. I think the the movie's going to be good. I, I will watch the animated series. It's all going to be fine. I'll continue paying my Netflix subscription, uh, <laughs> and we'll, we'll be okay. But we got one more one more story here in uh, in entertainment, circling back to a little bit of movie talk. Uh, but James Cameron did some interviews uh, this week, and there's been a couple things that that have come out regarding the Avatar. Uh, there was a there was an Avatar movie that apparently he'd kind of written and workshopped, and it wasn't working out well, and he ended up finishing it and writing it out and it was like a 130 page script for a movie that he just canned and said what well, wasn't good enough uh you know and then here we are with this movie was a way of the water uh coming out here next month and james cameron has said if this movie flops doesn't get good fanfare he's got no problem walking away and just calling this done even though there's five avatars planned which is a hilarious concept to me, and it's probably accurate. Like you know, James Cameron's that director who just he doesn't need anything. Oh, he don't give <laughs> he doesn't a fuck. Need, he don't he doesn't need fuck. to do anything else. If fans don't come out and support what he's doing, I could absolutely see him just leaving wherever this one ends and whatever cliffhanger it's on that was supposed to build to more movies. Him just saying, 
Now, fuck you guys. Like, <laughs> you want to criticize my movie? You don't show up and, and pay for tickets? I'm out. <laughs> I could totally see him being that jag off, you know, like 100%. Like, all butthurt, like, blaming blaming the audience the entire time about it. Like, they just don't get it. They don't like, understand. Like, they <laughs> don't understand the, the, the genius of what these people are and, like, don't they notice the family undertones? Don't they notice like <laughs> it's like bro, it's just one, just one good movie. Sorry, man. Like no, no, they missed it on their two bathroom breaks they had to take in the three and a half hour movie you made. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, so I could I could totally see that. I don't understand why there should be that many that many fucking movies. Anyways, like the bar has been so set. Like I don't for all you you. Gen Zers, like you may, you don't know (laughs) about when this movie first released, but it hit like some pop culture fucking craze that I never understood. And like, I love going to the movies, and people jumped in the jockstrap, the Avatar jockstrap, so fast that I was like, no, I'm not gonna go see it. How you like that? Like everyone's like, bro, you gotta see this movie. And I'm like, no, no, I don't. I'm not going. Like and I never, so, I never went to the theater to see Avatar. I just waited for Blu-ray. Like, yeah, and I did that for a, a different James Cameron movie. I still to this day have never seen Titanic, which still amazes me <laughs> because of how crazy that that movie was and how people were going and seeing it for the seventh and eighth time in the movie theater. And I was just like, nah. I'm never going to see that. <laughs> and it was I'm committed it, to it. It was I still my as fucking, a 38 year old man. That Celine never. Dion song was my fucking prom theme. <laughs> like I could not escape that movie. You know, I was fucking 17 years old, and like, honest to God, you couldn't holler at a girl without having to take her to Titanic, bro. Like, like it was the default first <laughs> date of the generation. Like. Like, hey, yeah, there's a movie for theaters for a long time. Oh, forever, forever, and they just constantly wanted to see that movie. And it's like, like you think having to take a chick to dinner or buying her a couple drinks is some work? Like, no, sit through that fucking three hour monster <laughs> to try to touch a titty when you're 17. That shit was brutal. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. So like yeah, I, I think the the bar for Avatar like if he's expecting some generational fucking you know epic fanfare like I don't I don't know if you're gonna pull that one out of your ass again. But this one's in water. Like I don't, I don't give a shit, James. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I I'm still very curious to. I, I still want to see this movie. I want to see what we've all waited for. Like what kind of you know you hear about like the actors and stuff like that and what what they they had to do and uh man, what's well, the female lead it, it, who what was her i can't remember her name uh chick plays gamora um yeah. <laughs> oh. zoe or uh zeldana yeah or, yeah she uh i think she had to film and like she had to train herself to be able to hold her breath for over five minutes or whatever else to do these shots it's like there there's a lot that they put on the actors and they put on the the, the film crew to do just unique interesting stuff well the, the just, thing I is, is he's, he's really into technology and the first movie is kind of like like you wouldn't have a thanos level kind of cgi no. character without the first avatar you know yeah, without the face capture that he 
created for Avatar. Exactly. So so with that being said, and it being, you know, a decade fucking later, man, maybe he's pulling a pull another fucking trick out of his ass. Like he was promising three D movies with no glasses. And I ain't seen that anywhere soon. Yeah. I don't I don't so, think he got that. <laughs> yeah. So like you know, I'm I'm a I'm just gonna walk in. I'm gonna sit down. I'll make sure I I, I piss in the, right before I go. I'm gonna you know I'm gonna try to strategically plan a a popcorn and cherry coke refill at some point, and we'll we'll see. I'm gonna have to eat an edible though, cause like I don't give a fuck how much weed I smoke for this one. Two hours in, I, I'm gonna need a refresh. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, this, this is gonna be an edible movie, but well, we'll see. All right, let's get out of out of entertainment. We could talk over a couple of tech topics here. Um, the first one I want to talk about was came out a couple of days ago, and uh, it, it's really just an, an interesting signal in the uh, in the crypto space. And it's that Google published a, a, a blog or whatever else about how they are beginning a, a blockchain node engine. Uh, and essentially, like Google has is getting in the the world of crypto uh, as a node, as a validator for for Solana uh, and Ethereum, which is a again a good sign towards the stability of of cryptocurrency of an adoption of the cryptocurrency uh it's just a, an interesting concept i don't really know uh too much as far as when they're going to roll any of this stuff out what kind of real impact is going to have uh but google taking a taking a stance especially for for ethereum and solana for those two uh coming out stating that they're going to become validators to ensure this the security of uh of the transactions uh on the blockchain it's a good sign no it is um like it, it's funny how like you know because of the bear market and and everything like there's such a crypto craze and nft craze that that people you know just kind of went balls deep on it during during covid and and everything and now that we're you know in a recession and and money's tight things like that investing and everything is kind of taken to the back burner but like it's really not stopping the future of web three in, in crypto like the people that are involved and believe in this and believe it's it's the future are still chugging along you know like there's not as much money there as there used to be but the technology is sound the theory is sounded and people are still going you know for for advancements in in this technology it, it's it's good to see if you're if you believe in in it also you know yeah, and that's you know that's where that's where I sit. That's where you sit. So people who who have a long term opinion of this, it's just good to see see a, you know a company like Google really unprompted, really no like initial financial benefit coming from it or whatever else, but them just getting into blockchain validation uh, and establishing these nodes. It, it it does signal you know good things as far as uh, people's thoughts. Big tech's thoughts on uh, on the future. I but did see. A, bear- I did see a, a uh, an article where there are some fears with companies like Google and Amazon getting in because um, it was about uh, it was about how Ethereum outsourced their uh, a lot of their shit to the Amazon company, um, their servers rather than building in house. They they. Uh, subcontracted it to Amazon. So there's a lot of fear that bringing companies like Google and Amazon into the blockchain 
technology is what's going to be the demise of blockchain, which I I could see those fears. I, I understand that like wholeheartedly. Yeah, I'd have to look at what you're talking about and find out. You know, in what way does it kind of threaten the decentralized nature of of pay a cryptocurrency uh, and and see what those concerns really are? Um, I still think it's a it's a net positive uh, to to have them come and join the space in some kind of real earnest way, especially when we look at like as, as nodes, as validators. Um, You're never going to be able to keep those guys out. Right. You know, like if, if it does take mainstream like usage and global usage, you can't achieve that and block out a Jeff Bezos. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't, (laughs) sorry about it. Like they're too, they're too intertwined with, technology in our in our you know ecosystem for for them to just be like oh y'all not gonna let me come play in this sandbox like they will they will buy or or destroy the entire sandbox out of spite (laughs) well you had made mention about the the bear market this week we we saw pretty heavy uh heavy hit happen in the last 24 hours uh across pretty much every every coin and it really all stemmed from a, uh, a complete collapse of the, the coin FTX. or And within that, uh, as FTX began to just dump uh, 70-something percent of its value, uh, the whole crypto market follows it because essentially the, the fears that come from, you know, when one's tanking like that, uh, I'm trying to remember who was the last Luna. When Luna crashed yeah. uh, and that completely... Uh, Broke Tether, un- unchained the Tether as a stable coin, and all of that crashed. Everything followed with it because of how many people were tied to it, became insolvent because of, 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 of what money they had tied up into Luna or what money they had tied up into Tether. Uh, and it threatened cr- full exchanges, and it just you just see a lot of money leave. So with FTX just taking an absolute hit, becoming it fairly insolvent, you just see everybody fleeing the crypto markets again. Uh, and you see huge dips in, you know, Bitcoin dropped to to a, a new kind of recent low. Uh, we see ETH take big hits greater than like 12%. Uh, Doge, Solana, everybody. Everybody got hit. And then it got to a point where Binance, who actually owned a significant amount at one point, it was like 500 million worth of FTX uh, on, on their books. Uh, that as FTX was collapsing, it was really threatening Binance, and Binance itself uh, ended up having to essentially make uh, an offer to buy, and they had to, to give an intent to acquire FTX uh, to try to bring stability to it. It seems that it it did work to some degree. the The markets did kind of stabilize and and uh, stop moving temporarily, but. Huge ripple, huge slide for for everybody. You know, if somebody was shorting it yesterday, they they did extremely well. Uh, anybody who's kind of like me and going long on, on on whatever, this one hurts, but it'll come back. Yeah, that's maybe. the thing. It's like, maybe <laughs> it all depends on your your term of long. You know, you hold it. Could it. all go to zero. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you never know. It's all speculation, and you know, but. As we said, you know, with with the previous story, um, if you believe in it long term, people are still chugging along with it. You know, like the there are people that have when they see moments like this get excited. You know, like oh shit, time to buy more shit. <laughs> you, 
you know, so if if you truly believe in it, you can you can take these these losses as a a positive, you know. Yeah, I, I mean, I look at you know a, another coin losing its its solvency, dropping to a point and affecting other marketplaces, whatever else, and that drives Ethereum's price down to twelve hundred again. And I, I, you know, I'm of the vein of like, I hope it drops a little lower. I hope it continues <laughs> to, to to go down because in the end, nothing's changed about Ethereum. Nothing's changed no. about what's being built on Ethereum, the scale at which people are flocking and 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 creating and using Ethereum for uh, for for transactions, for smart contracts, for layer twos. Um, none of that's changed. None of the the fundamentals behind that has changed. So if if you can get it on discount because something else broke in the crypto space. All right, I, I I guess I'm okay with it. Uh, you know, yeah. Let's see if it can dip a little lower. The, anytime I see a coin that I truly believe in, like I get the alert, like blah 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 has dropped fourteen, fifteen percent. I'm like, oh shit, do I got another hundred bucks I could throw at that thing? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, every time, you know, like I I'm in long term on a lot of this shit. I believe it'll all come back full circle. You know, so as I understand, there are people that are losing money and they, they take that very seriously. And, you know, it all depends on, on what what your position is, you know, whether this is bad news or good news. You know, somebody's losses are always somebody else's gains. So just take it at that. All right. And then another story we've got. Apparently, there there's some craziness within this uh, story about $3 billion worth of Bitcoin that was stolen. And that's kind of a misnomer. People are using this as a headline of $3 billion. At today's value, it's only $1 billion. <laughs> no, it was $3 billion. <laughs> It was $3 billion last year when uh, when this, these people were initially caught and everything else. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's only worth about a third of that now and closer to a $1 billion. Uh, but the story behind this is is pretty fascinating of this 32-year-old who back when he was 22, right, in 2012, you know, fairly early days of Bitcoin, stole a significant amount of Bitcoin out of the Silk Road processing system, which Silk Road got shut down later because it was literally being used to, to like collect drug money. Uh, and so Silk Road went away at some point in time. Uh, but this person had stolen... Again, what is the equivalent of a billion dollars worth of Bitcoin today? It definitely wasn't even close to worth that back when he took it in 2012. Uh, and the government was able to to hunt this person down over the years. Uh, finally caught him. He's just pled guilty to, I think, wire fraud, among other things. Um, and then some of the like interesting stuff is, you know, the government dug through, tried to recover all of the Bitcoin, and they did. They recovered even. 50, I think it was 50,000 uh, Bitcoin that they were able to find buried in a popcorn tin <laughs> on like a flash drive buried in a popcorn tin. Fucking so insane. this guy went through some some levels to hide this <laughs> stuff too. I, I don't understand how you don't liquidate most of that shit. Like, like knowing what you know about crypto, knowing that all these transactions can be traced and eventually no matter how long the road is, they're going to figure out, you know, where it is and try to take it back. How do you not liquidate that and go live in a beautiful hut in some non extraditing country? <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I would like to hear like, how has this person been living over these 10 years? You know what I mean? Like it, 
obviously, especially in the last year, year and a half, he could have been living a very high life, actually, for the last couple of years, even even when it was worth in the you know, $100 million range, uh, which would have been four or five years ago still. like He could have been living this big, large life, uh, and it doesn't seem like he really was. The Bitcoin has been returned at this point. Um, the... He also had to like forfeit his stake in a real estate company, which was worth over like half a million dollars. See, but when you um, say the Bitcoin was returned, returned to who? It was like I stolen drug too. money and human trafficking money. Like it came from Silk Road. Who are you giving this money back to? That's a good question. <laughs> you know That's a good saying? question. Like, it went back to the government. That's what it went back to. <laughs> it was returned back to the United <laughs> States government. <laughs> like... Like that, that, that just makes no sense to me. You didn't return it to anybody. We took it. We seized it. It was seized. Like like the 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 word the word seized should be used more often in this story. Yeah, because you are you uh. really giving it to to Juan Pablo, the Colombian coke lord that is that is selling you know ounces of 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 fentanyl on Silk Road. Like no, like you're not giving it back to dude. Right. Either way. Like I said, I'd like to hear more about how this person uh, lived over the last 10 years, but it's still just an interesting story how it all wrapped up uh, with this recent pleading guilty that he yeah, just did. Yeah, and how do you have 50,000 Bitcoin on a goddamn flash drive and that shit hits 60 grand and you're not just like, because oh, oh, like, he, he's been hiding. He's, he's, he knows people have been looking for him this entire time. And I think he got caught last year, so he got caught pretty much at that peak of the market too. But uh, all right, let's move on from from that silly story there. We've got uh, just two stories about cybersecurity. Uh, one with uh, the Pentagon coming out with uh, some some articles or some press releases this week uh, stating that they're going to a zero-trust cyber strategy in the Pentagon, um, which absolutely makes sense. Uh, it just goes to show like a shift in the way the, the government, the Department of Defense is looking at just their, their current threats on on people's capabilities right like there was not this concept of zero trust when we were fighting in iraq and afghanistan because we weren't really concerned about the adversaries capabilities to to infiltrate into our 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 systems to to put in backdoors into our equipment to to do these things now moving to the zero trust capability again it's it's this concept of like why we shut down the f-35 program two months ago because there was a magnet in there that came from china uh there's this concept of well, we, every, we we talked about this when, when we did country. that story too is like how how is this like how did it take them this long to in, instill this fucking policy because i come from the streets of chicago we've had a zero trust society in this <laughs> motherfucker from day one i tell you that right now <laughs> like like i have lived a, i have lived a zero trust real life since i can fucking remember Okay, but like our government hasn't had this zero trust. Like, it's it's another one of those frustrating things. Like, how am I living my life? Like, I get so many of those emails that that look so close to being like a you know. I know I didn't order an Amazon package last week, but for some reason I have an Amazon email telling me that my package is delayed and I need to click this link. Blah blah blah. Yeah. blah. Like they they. They get so good at sending those to where, like, I get one all the time from that's that's from like Norton uh, antivirus, antivirus, and yeah. it says that it's going to charge my account 
$345 for renewal. If you want to cancel your subscription, please click this link and cancel your subscription. And I don't blame somebody for getting that email and being like, oh shit, I didn't know I put that on auto renew. I'm going to cancel my Norton subscription right now and, and just download aids to their fucking computer. I, like, I get that, you know, but I have a zero trust policy <laughs> in all my fucking, all my link, like any link that ever gets sent to me. And yeah, no, I never click, I will never click any of that shit. Like, I, I mean, yeah, but again, it's hard to achieve. It, it's easy to say like, oh, well, zero trust, sure. But, you know, the, a lot of what the government has to do is just purchase commercial off the shelf stuff that they bring into their secure network. So the, the previous approach was that they just, they protected the network as far as like intrusions into their closed systems and secret systems, but the, the computer assets and the devices and all that stuff. Yeah, but oftentimes you get that from buying, wherever, right? Like the computers are purchased through from countries that are buying parts that are made in countries that are considered adversaries should have been a no brainer from day one, right? Like, hey, we don't we we're you know. We don't trust China. We know they're fucking with us, blah, blah, blah. But we really need this GPS system in our blah, blah, blah. Uh, and we don't make it here. I guess we'll just outsource it to this country that is looking for any open fucking window to fuck us. Like, so, like how did... Again, like, easier, easier said than done. 10 years ago, to try to do this and say that you weren't going to use Dell or HP computers anywhere in the government, it would have been impossible. Like, you, you can't you can't source computers without using that. But we also don't control their supply chain. And we don't know where they're getting all their chips from. We don't know where every piece that's going into the, every hard drive is coming from. Now, they're, they're saying like the, the adversary's capability is getting to the point where we do need to know. And we need to know all those things. Uh, it would have been impossible. And it still is impossible today. It, this is going to take a decade to, to even come close to rolling out to this zero trust capability. The I understand the complications. But the fact that the mindset is just finally getting switched over so that we can start implementing it over the next decade. That is the frustration and the delay of just the mindset. Because if we would have made this our goal 10 years ago, we would be in a better place right now. But it wasn't a concern 10 years ago, which still right, bl- still blows my the, mind. Still blows my the, mind. The, like, effort, the effort and focus was, was on how to protect, essentially, you know, it, they, they talk about it in this article, but it, they had a, a perimeter defensive mentality, like just keep everybody out of your network and then you're fine. It doesn't matter as long as you have a secure external network and p- the, the perimeters are, are covered. That's where all the focus of cybersecurity went in the, the government. And now they're just saying that they don't believe that that's, that's adequate because if that fails and then there's things that are inside your network, well, now, now that problem's out of control. So it definitely makes sense. I'm sure that there's recent things and recent information that they have on classified levels that says why this is a much bigger threat today than it was ever in the past. Uh, and is it, it's a, it's an interesting stance uh, and, and we'll see where this goes in, in the future years. And like I said, they're going to have to get entirely new computers, entirely new systems uh, because they're shifting the mindset in order to do that. That's going to require significant government acquisitions and government control over supply chains in private companies. Yeah, just do it. Just just <laughs> just do it. Well, don't get everybody's going to get mad though in a couple of years when they find out that the government's buying Dell computers for $4,000 a piece 
or $5,000 a piece for what people can buy for $500. It's like, well, the one you're buying at Walmart for $500 was made in China. Well, the one that we're buying <laughs> they got, is not. They got $25,000 toilets and shit. And like, let's not talk about government spending. <laughs> like we're like, like a $4,000. I know, but people are my, still going to my biggest concern. Not understand. Anywho, last topic here. This is, I think our, our biweekly segment on just, Stop with TikTok. Just stop. If you listen to just the show and you, and you do TikTok, I just can't. I don't know. I don't know what else we can do. I, I, know. I don't know what else we can say. <laughs> but the the newest one to to join the bandwagon of you know fuck China and don't do TikTok is is the European. Did you say FCC. bandwagon or bandwagon? Because if you use the pun bandwagon, I I will give you a, a nice slow golf clap. <laughs> Because you're usually not not. the comic relief on this show, and I'm I'm all facts. I was hoping I was hoping you said bandwagon. (laughs) Nope, I said I I used the appropriate term. Uh, Damn it! (laughs) I I am a robot. Um, So the bandwagon uh, that was jumped on is about banning TikTok and the European FCC. Uh, commissioner is urging for for all of Europe to to ban TikTok, stating that uh, that they have proof that Chinese staff is capable of gaining remote access to all personal data for any users within the TikTok uh, server, and they believe that all regulators should immediately ban uh, the social media platform. If Europe bans TikTok before we do, I will be very fucking upset. I'll, I'll be very upset <laughs> and like like we do these stories so much and it's so prevalent and it's such a thing now that like i have to imagine there's a room full of ccp people just like <laughs> laughing their ass off like like we we take all the data and nobody care nobody care <laughs> We take all of the data and nobody gives a shit. Like, like, like it's, it's like walking into a bank, you know, like, like doing some crazy robbery. And not only are like, does everybody know you're coming to rob them, but they're, they're fucking dancing. With the money bag, <laughs> they're say. dancing with the money bag <laughs> on their way to hand it to you. They're doing like, some very like, mediocre dance. Like yeah, they're fucking, <laughs> they're grittying with all their fucking data over to fucking hand it over to you. You know what I mean? Like like that concept alone is so fucked up. Like like you're the bad guy. Everybody knows you're the bad guy. Everybody knows you're doing horrible shit. But because you're the bad guy, that is entertaining they're just like i'll let it ride let it ride (laughs) let it ride i I saw this video the other day and i just need that in my life so bad that i'm willing to just let these scoundrel ass motherfuckers do whatever they want like that concept to me is so fucked up from the jump not to mention like there's there's other alternatives that aren't this bad like like you can get that same entertainment from the dude that's going to walk into the bank and just make a deposit but no for some reason you got to you got to get it from the dude that every time you access it is robbing you fucking blind like i don't 
I don't get that. And not to mention half the reels on Instagram still have the TikTok logo because all they're doing is uploading TikTok videos on Instagram. It's the exact same fucking video. It's the same fucking thing. You literally can get the same thing from somewhere else. Oh, my God. It's so frustrating. Just bring back Vine. (laughs) Man, let's go, Elon. Let's go. Rewrite that code. Long live Vine. All right. That's it. There's a, a week in, in news and TikTok PSAs. Yeah. <laughs> Get out there and, uh, and and go watch Black Panther. Join us next week as we discuss it probably in, in good depth at the beginning in a spoiler-free way, at least for next week. I'll have more God of War hours logged in. That's for goddamn sure. <laughs> All right. Well, until then, I guess we'll talk to you then. See you, nerds. <laughs>